0: Hello and welcome along once again to the Left Wing Back Podcast. As always, in association with Detail Menzora Carlo, Poi Dunn Motors, Maurice Bar PFD PFT Travel, Rail Wheel Unlimited, and EarthSpaz. And again, if you want to get in touch with us regarding a partnership for the year, very competitive rate, leftwingbackpodcast.gmail.com Podcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter at the Left Wing Back. So we have plenty to digest on this week's episode we are looking back on carlo versus leash with billy o'laughlin a little bit later on billy of course well placed to talk about carlo versus leash he'd know both counties exceptionally well so we'll be reflecting on what happened in that particular one and um, we've a lot to go through in fact we're going to be mentioning camogie ladies football carlo club football results and going through all the fixtures as well in short but first and this was definitely planned even before any result of a Carlo Leash game happened last night. We emailed the Leash County Board on Thursday for media accreditation to get in to cover Carlo versus Leash. The left wing back is on the go now for four years. It's pretty well established. It's known in most, if not all, counties around the country. And myself, I've had a 10 year career in media. Never had a problem getting media accreditation. An email went to the Leash County Board on Thursday. A query came back regarding personnel for all of our media members were they GA media accredited. Now, in my experience of this whole process, the way things work is we would send off an email to the Carlow County Board, specifically Gerard who has been nothing but welcoming to us, an absolute breath of fresh air. And because our personnel changes so much, we would have a different email every week to get the different personnel in every week. And Jor himself has done a fantastic job in establishing a PR team, including our own Stephen Bamrick, Padahorn, who of course supplies us with great photographs, and all the lads in there who, you know, take the time to tweak the scores for matches. It's been a breath of fresh air. Now, all we want to do from our point of view is to cover our games. And obviously, Carla were involved, Leash were involved. It was positive promotion. It was an honest assessment on the game. And, you know they were informed pretty much of our experiences to date, including that with Leinster GA. We were in Crawl Park over in St. Mullins via Leinster GA's accreditation process. The email was sent, our names were put on the gate. No reply to our reply on Thursday and no reply to our follow-up on Saturday, approximately around midday. So therefore, we had no accreditation. Now, thankfully, due to A very kind friend of ours. We did get our few passes in. And it's not about getting into the games for none. It's about covering the game. And being fair and reasonable. This is something that we've never had to experience before. It's unlikely that I will certainly be in Park on Saturday. Because I just simply couldn't go through what we went through with this whole process. I don't need it. It's unnecessary. But I would beg people to probably see the bigger picture in all of this. And maybe have a rethink when it comes to issuing media accreditation. As you said, Carlo G.A. have been a breath of fresh air, Gerard in particular, but our particular experience of trying to get media accreditation this week was not a pleasant one, and we do hope that that doesn't continue any further. Right, so back to business, and lots of um, positive stuff, we hate to start off something on a negative twist, but we're just being honest, we're being realistic, and that's the way we've always been on this podcast, we've been fair, fair play is all we want, but um, to counter, I suppose, what I've just said in a slightly different point, what this whole thing is all about for us is positivity and going back to the grassroots of the game. And look no further than Carlos Subkeeper, Kieran Cunningham. If you haven't checked it out, check it out on our socials at the left wing back. At halftime, he was letting kids, which I think the were kids, take shots on goal on him. Those kids went away with a smile on their face. And that's what the whole thing is about. There is, it is much more, much more, than just a game in Division 4 or a senior. It's about growing the grassroots and it's about bringing up the next generation and leaving a positive impact on their particular lives and, you know, making sure that they have pretty healthy and enjoyable playing careers themselves. So that's what we're all about here on the pod. So we will say no more on that particular one. What's on our agenda? Yes, we're going to talk about Carlo and Leash. Of course we are. We also want to mention the Carol ladies footballers. They're going very well. They had a victory today in the National League over Wicklow by three nine to eleven points. They're at home to Leitrim next Sunday. It's not in Netwatch Cullen Park. It's at two o'clock in IT Caro. The footballers, the Carlos Senior Men's footballers, are in Netwatch Cullen Park at two o'clock against the same opposition. I don't know if there will be a fixture change. It would certainly be nice to see that fixture doubled up. I don't know if it's feasible or possible this time of year. That's where they're at. The Carlos Senior Komogi team went up to dirty with I think nineteen or twenty players. We're looking very good. We're leading one four to five at half time. Derry hit a late goal and Derry won by one ten to five. next up for them is a meeting with Offaly next Saturday in Division 2A of the Camogie League that's at Network Cullen Park yeah trying at 2 o'clock next item on the agenda is club football which got underway over the past week or so and great to see this year that um, promotion and relegation has come in I believe it's for Divisions 2 to 5 I'm not quite sure if there's relegation Division 1 I don't think there is from what I've seen online but it's great to see that there is now a bit of jeopardy and there is obviously punishments if teams give walkovers and stuff and the league will now have a new sense of meaning to that particular effect just while we're on that if clubs are tweeting scores can you please tag at the left wing back on twitter and if you are doing a match report feel free to email the left wing back podcast at gmail.com and we are happy to put that up on our website we're here to help promote the game that's what we're all about so we'll go through the fixtures as they happened Football League, Division 2, on Sunday. Glavonclinegal, 2-12. one twelve, 1-12. Airog, 4-13. Manus Rangers, 3-5. Division 4, on Saturday. Aerogue one ten, 10 one ten. 1-10. Division 1, on Friday. Palatine, a very youthful Palatine side. 4-14. Badner Soundgales, 2-2. Football League, Division 3. Aska, 1-5. Ballin 2-14. Back to Division 1. Airog, two fourteen, 14 O'Loughlin, 7 points. And also in Division One, Tyrone one fourteen, rafili one six. Uh, a couple of other games in Division Four. Then they've won twelve points. Fenna one fourteen, and Clummore thirteen points, battling around at ten points. I'm also informed that in Division Four of the Football League, a father and son duo, Richie and Matt Bork, playing together, fantastic to see. And Richie still has it, got one one out of their tally of two four. So well done indeed. A full list of fixtures up for decision this particular weekend coming as well. Starting with Friday, O'Loughlin to be at home at I'm uh, uh, Sorry, at home against Tinryland I should say at 7.30. Raffilia at home to Palatine. Uh, Banystown Gales at home to Clunmore. And then Division 3, moving on to Saturday at 12.30. You have the Fighting Cox and Palatine. Also at 12.30 on Saturday. And these are subject to change. Please keep an eye on CarlyJ's website. Tinryland are at home to Asket Ballin. Are up against O'Hanrahan's the home advantage there. ride at home to Loughlin Bridge. And of course, in the Allianz National Hurling League, Division 2A, Saturday, in O'More Park and Port Leash. As it stands, we won't be there. As I said, we're not going through that process again. Carlo take on Leash. Both sides again going into that one in very good form, indeed. Back to Division 4 in the Football League, and Carlo Fena are at home to Airog on Saturday evening at 7.30. Clamore at home to Kildaventon. Egoa, baller at home to Rathfilly, And O'Loughlin at home to Navewan. As I said, Carlos Senior Footballers in action at 2pm in Network Cullin Park next Sunday against Leitrim. So that's all to play for, and we will be going through that one in a little bit more detail in a few moments time with the one and only Billy O'Loughlin. Okay, so as we said time and time again on this podcast, it's all about characters. We had a very likable and interesting one last week in Mick Yeo, who knows both sides of the fence when it comes to Carlo and Leash. Another man who knows that particular tussle fairly well is uh, the man on the other side of the screen. He's probably the biggest coffee connoisseur in Carlo, specifically to Lambert's Coffee House. He'll frequent there, I suppose, on a number of occasions each week. Billy O'Loughlin, how are you doing, sir? Welcome aboard. Good, thanks. Yeah, I, Jesus, I don't know a whole lot about coffee now. I know sometimes
1: it's nice and sometimes it's bitter. Other than that, other than that, I wouldn't be a connoisseur now or anything. But uh yeah, look, great place to great place to go and have the chats all right. In fairness, Brian does it does a great job there. And sure, I I uh, I grew up living across the road from him. So you have to give him a bit of business, I suppose, considering he's only down the road from us.
0: Yeah, it's always good there. It's always good there. And I tell you that little snug in the corner, that's a little, nice little spot for a podcast. and we might hit him up on that some stage and, and just see can we get something going? And to be honest with you, you nearly have all the county lads in there, aren't you? Between the leash and the car lads. You'll see one anytime you go in there.
1: Yeah, there'll be, there, there, yeah there will be some there's some lies told there every week
0: <laughs> but you don't tell them billy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they'll
1: be telling me on top of the list but uh yeah
0: no yeah. oh. so, so look we met there a few times and i said we're going to have to get this on the podcast at some stage right and um you know our carol listeners will be well aware of who you are of course but uh you've covered a fair bit of the country at this stage we know you're uh artist clean to the core you've been up in Lowmans. you manage Longford, um, put your own county back to Division 4 <laughs> while you're with Longford. Interestingly, you're with the Leash 20s, um, IT Carlo, several other teams you've been involved in as well. Um, so you know both sets of players inside out. I suppose maybe before we, we come to Carlo Unleash itself, you've just um, come from Netwatch Cullen Park. I don't know if you are not at a Carlo game, but obviously Kildare are playing there uh, or were playing there today against Armagh. It was a bit of a massacre. Um, what's going on in Kildare? <laughs>
1: Not to put your finger on it, really. We went in. Obviously, my my partner Claire is from Castle Dermot, so um she likes. And before, to be I, sorry, I'm going to interrupt. Congratulations, by the way, on the newborn. Oh yeah, thanks very much. So that was yeah. that was her first her first Kildare game today, and now believe it or not, but um, the baptism <laughs> <of> fire. <laughs> thankfully, she won't remember it. But um, yeah, it was it was. I don't know. I was kind of lost for words coming out of it. Like I I I'd have a little bit of an insight on Kildare football, I suppose. With uh, being over Sarsfields in 2020, but they just looked devoid of any sort of a, 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 a game plan in terms of you know how they were trying to attack. Um, they were open at the back. They had a plus one at the back for most of the first 10, 15 minutes. Still conceded two goals. So um, it's just you know it, there was no real pace in the team. Um, it's just it's it's very hard to understand how Kildare are are are, are operating at that level because. I was at the game until more last year where they were beaten by a pint by, by Monaghan. And Monaghan went on to, to, to get to the all Ireland semi-final. And, you know, the referee was very, very harsh on Kildare that day. And, and I suppose Glenn Ryan had, had rightly was, was was aggrieved over it. But, you know, since then, they've probably lost a couple of players, the likes of Cribbin and Paddy Brophy and, and these types of lads all gone off the panel. Um, there's a couple of little names alluding me there now, but a couple of lads gone off the panel. But, like, uh, Kildare have won... 220 All-Irelands in the last number of years So they should they should be blooding uh, more players than they are But, you know, they still have some of the same faces there Kevin O'Callaghan, Kevin Feely, Mick O'Grady And all, all good players in their own right But it's just not clicking for them at the moment And, you know, it was two six to three points at one stage in the first half And Armagh um, were just, just really all over them Shooting from distance, scoring from distance you know all the all the cliches you want to know you want to you want to use you could use them with it with a with, with how good they were in the first half so it was a complete performance but uh, clear of it all to do now next week up in Devon
0: yeah yeah no, it's not looking good for them at the end of the course but um we'll switch things over then to the car thing. that's probably what most of our listeners are, are are here for with this particular episode and they tuned in in quite large numbers last week when we had Mikio on and thanks a million to our listeners for that and for anyone who's shared our content. Across our social platforms at the left wing back, of course, is our handle. But th- this game itself, um, I don't know, Bill, right? Typically, down through the years, when we go play at least, there's a bit of a, a health warning attached, right? You're never fully confident as a Carla person going over, and I can imagine it's the polar opposite. At least, you just can't, you don't, you don't, um, I suppose, ever think that you're going to lose when you go up against Carla because, as history writes itself, you know, it hasn't really happened that often. But this time, from a Carla perspective, it felt a little bit different going over. It certainly looked a bit different after 25 minutes. There were five points of no score up. And then, literally, in the space of 20 minutes of football, you could say, the whole thing has turned on its head. I mean, what did you make of the whole thing, I suppose, from, from a leash perspective and, and uh, the game as a whole?
1: Yeah, well, I suppose going into Moore Park with the weather and the conditions, I thought that it was going to be a lot tighter in the finish. But um the first half, like it's hard to gauge the, the, the first couple of minutes. Um, was fairly cagey and, and, and both teams kind of, and even the same today, both teams usually take on a kind of a, a, a defensive approach nice and early and, and and that was the case last night. But Carlo, like, I've watched an awful lot of Carlo games the last couple of years and certainly from, from being up in the college, the players and all, Um, you know, they were well in tune, they were were switched on, went went from the word go um, and really attacked leash, you know, and were, were fully deserving for being... Probably five points up, five points to no score up um, after 20 minutes. And what, 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 was so evident from 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 initial viewing was that Leash couldn't get their hands on the ball. Car- Carlo were so so uh, comfortable on the ball. They're, you know they're they cross field passing, they're foot foot passing inside in, in inside lines into into the 45. The two long balls went in. Got got two scores off. Two scores from Dara. Um, Darryl Foley, so they were they really were in total control. Um, and it was just a case of whether they could get to half time, probably keeping a five point lead. But in the space of probably four or five minutes, um, it was back level. And um, I don't know what it was down to. It was as if Carlo, like, you, you want to, from a neutral point of view, I'd say. You know, it, it was definitely a case of, I don't want to use the cliche, it was a game of two halves. Carlo were absolutely fantastic in the first 25 minutes and seemed to turn off the engines and, and, and cut out. And Leash took over and um, I suppose the, the scoreline was probably a little bit flattering to Leash, But, um, you know, that's 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 the, the, the look of the draw, really. When you're on a roll, Leash kind of took over and, and Carlo couldn't get back into it and um yeah it was it was really disappointing from a carlo point of view it was really disappointing the way it finished up um having played so so well and so dominant for 20, 22 23 minutes but um uh yeah like from from leash's last two performances um it, w- it was a turnaround because leash had started well against longford started excellently against uh wexford showed that they were well in control fitness fitness levels were up um, it was a massive amount of high-speed running from all the Leash players. And it just, as I said earlier about Kildare, they were totally divided at in the first 20 minutes. And, and Carlo were full value for, for the five-point lead. But whatever happened um, between, you know, I suppose, a couple of kick-out malfunctions in the in the last five or ten minutes in the set, in the first half, um, got Leash back into the game. And two long-range scores from Niall Dunn, excellent player from Courtwood, probably only playing his second or third game for Leash. And he, he got two points in play. Got them back into it and from there it was it was game on, you know. But Carlo went in six-five up at half time. So I mean it was still all to play for at half time.
0: Yeah. What it looked like from my point of view, anyway, certainly, was that you know, after that particular period of time where least saw Carlo being comfortable on the ball, I think a lot of those early kick outs might have been actually given. They just gave away the kick out, at least mm-hmm. and then eventually they were like, No, let's squeeze the shit out of this. And for me, it was particularly evident just after half time from that period up onto 50 55 minutes. Like, Carlo could not really get a kick out off. And then, by comparison, down the far side, they were still giving Leash to kick out. Yeah. And there were scores coming as a direct result of that. And, like, I mean, they just didn't find any particular answer to that. And I'm not saying it's as simple as pushing up on the Leash one, right? But in terms of getting their own one off, they really, really struggled on it. And in general, in open play, you know, they lacked that little bit of fight, at heart at a crucial time. And it was like whenever Leash did take control and go a couple of points up, there just wasn't that response. And it was... I found it, I found it surprising because a lot of those guys, I mean, they go through a brick wall for you. I don't yeah. know did the demons creep in or what happened, but they just completely went missing.
1: Yeah, like I think definitely like Nile. Nile has been very, very good to me. He's, uh, sound as a pound, Nile crew, And I know they, they would have put a huge amount of work into um, the Leash game over the last couple of weeks. Certainly, looking at video and all, like like all inter-county managers would do, but it would have been well prepared. And and like, you know, they gave Leash the kickouts. Uh, the first six or seven kickouts were all given, and they stood off. They had a block on the on the probably just at the, just behind the forty-five, and Leash were finding it hard to break break Carlo down. And as a result, there was they were causing turnovers higher up the f- the field. And because Carlo have 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 really good ball players, like. Um, Josh Moore, Connor Doyle, uh, Hulton, who was playing back there, Mark and Sean Fitzpatrick, um, all very, very capable guys on the ball. So th- the game plan really was working, and it, you know, it, it just it, it looked as if there was a, 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 a kind of a malfunction somewhere, or there was a lack of belief to drive it on, or whatnot. But um, certainly, a turning point from a Carlo's point of perspective would have been, um, I don't know which leash player it was, was. Jordan Morrissey was going through on goal. Timmins. Timmons it was, yeah. Timmons, whoever yeah. it was, yeah. It was it was a trip or a hand trip. I didn't quite get see it, but the ball ended up in the back of the net and it was it was, you know, leash we were very unlucky that, that 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 goal wasn't given because it probably would have been one four to no score at that stage. And um um, you know, it was a turning point. I think it kinda of took the wind out of out of um, you know, the, the, the sails of the Carlo Carlo attacks. Uh but yeah, like from a first, like again, I, I revert to what I said earlier on. The first half that Carlo played was absolutely fantastic. You'd, it's exactly what you'd want. Um, the weather was poor. The handling was good. Um, the, the the over 30 meters foot passing was was good. The off the shoulder running was good, and you know they just seemed to be playing very well. And Leish couldn't get any of the 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 the, the shooters or the scorers, the likes of Damon Larkin, couldn't get him into the game. Conor Heffernan was obviously given a man-marking job, so he wasn't focused on getting the ball. Uh, mark, mark Barry, I think, was blocked down on, on occasion. He's usually good for a couple of scores that he got in the second half. So it was just really all working well to plan for Carlo. So you probably can't, you couldn't put a finger on it. Like it's not the difference in today's game and, and last night's game, is that Kildare never played well. They never looked like coming into the game, whereas Carlo had played well for 25 minutes and then kind of it, it. Out, you know. So I'm sure they will they will um they will take take a good bit of semblance from looking at the first half and, and, and work on it for the next day. But um yeah like a lot of what I can say from a leash point of view is that you know I think leash pe- leash people were were delighted with the first two uh results um and had been going well were very very fit agile uh, looked sharp had a couple of new players into the team Sean Fitzpatrick Ben Dempsey um, even the likes of Owen Boogie was back in there, so they were they were playing very very well. But um, again, didn't didn't see it in the first twenty minutes, and and from about the twenty second minute on, with a couple of blunders at the back, and 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 Carlo giving away a couple of slippy passes, and that that they lost, let Leash back into the game. But you, I suppose, you'd be delighted from a leash point of view that 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 um, they were only a point down at half time.
0: Yeah, it was a particularly important period of the game. You mentioned it the Timmins and Morrissey incident. I've actually sent it to you on WhatsApp. I don't know if you're going to get a chance to look at it as we, as we record. Uh, I'll actually talk there for about 20 seconds if you can manage to get a bit of a look at it. But it definitely did come at an important time. You know, I think, um, you know, maybe not so important because there were three or four points up. It would have put them six or seven up. And I suppose if you look at the optics of it, they had a five-point lead. They were able to claw that back. I mean, it would have put them into a six or seven. At least wouldn't have been daunted by that task, of course. But look, I think looking at that particular incident, and I don't yeah. think it was the win and no, losing was the game as it, tra- yeah. as, 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 as it transpired. But I would yeah. say two things on it, and I don't know if you're in agreement or not. I think the whistle was blown prematurely. I think you should have seen where the ball was going to go yeah. before he blew it. And the second thing is, it has to be a card of some description. Am I wrong?
1: No, it's. It, 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 I thought it was actually a hand trip. I thought it could have been a black card, but it wasn't. It was his pull of the jersey, and it, it, it should have been probably allowed to to um, get to fruition, if you like, and let him get a shot off, which he did get it off, and I just, you know, it went into the back of the net, so it was, it was, um, it was definitely a yellow card, uh, I, I'd say, and and whether or not it was, it was, it, it should have been allowed, it probably should have been allowed, to continue on for a goal, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I will say that now, I haven't seen it, but um, the Crowley um, one as well, Billy, was a big one. Like, Crowley had a great chance before half time, it, it was kind of an opportunist, uh, opportunistic one, I guess. And it went the far side of the post. Like, I mean, Jesus, the two goals going, maybe you're looking at a different kind of a contest, but it just goes back to that age old thing where does that stealiness come from? Like, you're a leash man, you'll notice, like, it doesn't matter what a carrot team or any car team have ever thrown at a leash team, they could be 10 points down, they just don't fathom losing. And the other way around, there's just that brittleness. Can you explain what that is like? Uh, I don't really. I I can't really put my finger on it. I, I would always,
1: you know, you'd always like just seeing the the length of time. I didn't know it was that long since they had beaten uh leash. But like in terms of uh player player pool and 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 you know the types the profiles of the players, there's very little difference. So I I I couldn't. You couldn't really pinpoint it. I know, Carlo were probably unlucky not to beat leash in two thousand and four. Um, in Doctor Cullen in, in the championship, and probably should have won the, lead, the league game last year, uh, only for a couple of slips or, or, or mishaps in, in, in the second half. I think so. There were two good opportunities, and I, I, I couldn't I couldn't answer that one for you. I don't know why. I certainly I wouldn't agree that uh, these people go to Carla thinking that they're going to win the game um, no matter what. I I, I think that you no, know, it's not like that anymore. I think teams the two teams are in Division Four and um for 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 a half an hour yesterday you you would have said that 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 carlo were the stronger team and it looked like we're, we're going to go win, going to go and win the game so i don't really know it's 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 probably you know the the, the history and tradition i mean have won mon leinster in 60 70 years um in, in 2003 and i think carlo we're back in, the, in in the 40s so it's much yeah it's much of a muchness and like longford and wicklow and these counties are all the same but a lot of it is purely down to to, to to the demographics i think and and um you know the structures at underage and maybe the structures at at, at, at club level and that that um how many games are senior club players getting um how important are the, are the clubs taking it how what's the culture like in the clubs what what are what are the underage systems um, set up like how many how many games does a sixteen or seventeen year old boy or girl play in Carlo each year compared to Leash? I'm I'm not so sure of the data on that, but um, you know, it's about playing more games, it's about playing more often, it's about getting your 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 you know, all different different types of uh, things that you'd be going through in coaching, um, from you know, your skill technique, your high speed running, your monitoring, your data, all that sort of stuff. You know, and there's no difference between Leash and Carlo. They're both dual counties. They're both small counties. Um, So I, I don't know what the, the, the answer to that is. I don't know what the, I don't know what the an- the answer is. To be honest, yeah,
0: playing and simple um, because it doesn't it doesn't carry it's not the club stuff. You know, no, the, I, the club stuff doesn't carry that sort of form at all. No, they all don't give a shite about any club, whether it's in Leash or anywhere else, right? Uh, yeah. They'll go and and they're able to just turn up and and cause trouble. And obviously they're trophies and records speak for themselves too but it's just a really interesting one and maybe there's too much made of it maybe it's actually just as simple as just not being good enough on the day but when it's consistently yeah. not good enough it's just um you start answering questions or asking yourself questions i guess you know yeah but look that's the yeah. that's the base of it um, from here just from carlos perspective right they've got a home game next weekend against leitrim they're also home to wexford you know leitrim as we know are moving reasonably well um and longford Probably aren't moving so well. They've had a narrow victory over Waterford, um, by three points, and they've lost the first two games, right? So, Carlo, yeah, have Leitrim at home, Wexford at home, Longford away, and then finish up with London at home. Do you think last night is going to be a kind of a setback that they won't recover from, or do you think that genuinely do still have a great chance of going up?
1: No, I think I, I certainly think that Carlo can beat any of the rest of the teams uh, under day. They can certainly, you know, uh, we played a couple of challenge matches against Carlo in, in one in Fennel and one up in. Uh, Pierce Park and Longford, and I think Carlo won both games. And the one to one in, up in Pierce Park, I think we, we, might, we probably had a full team. They won it probably by seven or eight points. And it was purely down to the fact that uh, it was coming towards the end of April and the ground was hard. And, you know, it, it just really suited the style of players that Carlo have. And I think that, um, not to dwell on it too much, but the conditions last night were horrendous in the first half. Um, the rain probably eased off, but still the underfoot conditions are very, very slippy. And that uh, and Carlos, the profile of some of the players like the Clarks and, and uh, Josh Moore, these guys, they're all fast, quick, mobile lads. And, and sometimes you can get a little bit stuck, but under definitely can beat, can beat Longford. I don't think Longford are going that well. Um, after having a, a good, a burn cup campaign for a second year in a row, but uh. Yeah, so that, that game is winnable. Leacham is a winnable one and, and and London is a winnable game as well. So definitely can win a, a three three if not four the last couple of games. And w- like w- would be in contention if they were to do that. Yeah, definitely think so. Um I think Leash will win all their games. Um I think we'll probably yeah, I think Leash will win all the remaining games. And I think it's it'll be a fight for second place. I just think Leash of the bit between their teeth this year, um, if a lot of discipline I suppose, brought on board with Justin McNulty. Um, maybe <laughs> I might have been as disciplined as him, but he's certainly getting uh, getting a tune out of him. I know they've been training very, very hard since since early October. So, you know, that was bound to come after, you know, having some fairly poor results in the last couple of years. So, yeah, it is all to play for, but it's just about get, dusting themselves down. And like will know, he's been over water, he's been over um, uh, Sligo and... and, uh, and uh, Warford. Uh, yeah. Warford. as well. Was he over Warford as well? Oh, wasn't he yeah. Warford? He yeah. was over Warford yeah. as well. And, you know, he's been around and he knows the, the lie of the land and he'll be able to get a tune out with him. And, you know, it's a long year, yet there's still a lot of games to play. So I, I definitely think they can can
0: win three or four of the last remaining games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kind of touched on it slightly there, but let's bring it to our listeners, I suppose, who, who may not know. But you were in contention for the leaf senior job. Um, It didn't it didn't work out for you. What, what way do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, look, I, I I was was uh, you know, very delighted to put my name forward for, for, for the job and um you know, I felt they would have had an, a good bit of experience from from managing in division three. And uh, you know, I just it, it just didn't work out. I had a good backroom team with Aidan Amani from Kerry and Paul Garrigan and, and Paul Brady, the handballer and, and lads like that. So I had a really good backroom team, but that's the direction they wanted to go in. And uh, you know, I, I I, I more power to them. I think that you know Justin McNulty was there before. He did a great job before, and and uh, I, I wished him. I met him at a funeral. Recently. I wished him all the best. So, um, you know, once Lee's are doing well, I don't really care who's in charge. I suppose now, um, but you know, if it's if it's something that comes up down the line, I'd I, um, you know, be in a better position maybe to, to 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 go for it again. And it's um it's just one of those things. Sometimes you're you're you're. There's, there's another candidate out there that I I, I think that they, they went after and, and I think just the, he's doing a good job so far so I can have no complaints.
0: Yeah, results speak for themselves, I suppose. Um, I know from the outside in and feel free to comment in any way you want but we have to report the facts, I suppose. It was reported that people weren't entirely pleased with the process of selection. Have you got any views on that at all? I've got to ask you.
1: Yeah, well... From what I know, the, the 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 selection process was opened in, in at the end of end or early August, and, and it wasn't decided until October, sometime or early October. So it was a long process. Look, it takes it takes it takes the county board a while to kind of get get their um, ducks in a row when it's when it comes to when they're when they're carrying out interviews and the whole process around it. And um, certainly, it was a long process. But look, I mean, it's not it's not something that, I, that that bothered me too much I know that maybe some of the other candidates uh, back down eventually because of the, the the length of time but look i suppose once you're once they are search, searching for probably the right man now that's st- the at this stage it's going to take a while and um, so I know Jar Brennan was in the run and I spoke to him uh, after he, he pulled out and he went for the loud job so yeah look these things are are, are a bit you know it can be a bit grey sometimes and and it's different like the longford the, the process for the longford job was it was, was went went ahead in the space of a week but i mean there was consideration for the fact that they had taken so long to even start the interviews in longford so each county board is different and 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 it didn't really make much of a huge difference to me you know
0: yeah paul kelly was another candidate um mentioned in the running for it he's now in temporary too so it seems that our initial set of candidates, and I don't know all of them, but I think that the two of them were involved and you were involved, um, they've, they've got jobs out of it. Uh, I don't know what happened to poor old Billy, but he has to wait for yeah, a while, I, yeah.
1: I got a job. I'm actually the chairman of the club now, and I'm also the groundskeeper, so <laughs> for well,
0: me
1: for my sins, I went to the AGM to talk to a lad about uh, fixing the blades on the moor, and I ended up at the top table, so... <laughs> look, ask ask not what your club can do for
0: you. But what you <laughs> yeah, there's
1: are with a few clubs, but
0: <laughs> yeah, but it all comes so, back to it at the end of the day. And I mean, this these are the things we we kind of forget. And look, we've uh, we've a great video up of, of Kieran Cunningham on our social media pages, the yeah. Carlos goalkeeper kicking yeah. around with. I think the release kids actually a half time he was letting them take shots on him. And equally after the game, another guy that we bought off pretty well, Killian Roach, absolutely swarmed by people looking for autographs. Yeah. At the end of the day, we, you know, people come and go, and um, we give up what this, that, and that, other, but sure, like, isn't that really what it's all about? Like, you're talking about cutting the grass above and clean or whatever, and and we're seeing things like that last night. Those are the important things at the end of the day, aren't they? Like, in fairness, yeah, well, it keeps the whole thing going,
1: yeah. I just like it's either in your nature or you're not. There's loads of people involved in clubs that don't, that don't give a hand at all, and that's okay, that's fair enough. I enjoy doing it, I enjoy cutting the grass. Um, you know, I like, I like, you know. The daily runnings of, of of how the club should be should work and and you know the improvements it can make in the community. So I mean, like all that is is is, is relevant when it comes to the club. The intercounty thing, like it's great to see. Um, that was a great video you put up, and and fair play to him for doing it. I think there's the the GA player is always uh, at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to recognition for uh, you know the time and effort and and the volunteerism that they're given to to, to the GEA. And I think that. Um, you know there should be more made of it and i think you know any any kind of publicity or any kind of gear or expenses that they're getting for travelling or food or whatever it is uh, being looked after with colleges i think all that is 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 relevant and it should be it's paramount to having, um you know good morale around a, a dressing room that players are looked after and certainly from my experience in longford um anything i asked for from albert cooney the chairman just, he was he was absolutely brilliant did really bend over backwards for you and you know in the whole I think Leash are, are, are probably the same Carlo are, I'm not I'm not 100 sure and Carlo are probably the same but you know if something is needed you have to go go looking for it and I think that players sometimes are probably left to the bottom of the barrel and that, that they mightn't get as much credit as they should but you know any type of publicity like that um from from the, the, the goalie there the, the chuny fellow, I know he's a gas character that you know that's what you need and the ga is 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 a is a voluntary organization um like the fundamentals of its its existence are are based on on volunteerism and altruism from from people so that that type of thing is great and the more of it that we see the better because you know the players are the one are the ones that are are, um are are, are filling the filling the seats
0: Yeah. I'd like to pick you up on that actually. Um it's a it's a perfect opportunity if I if I do say so myself. And it's something I would have mentioned on the Leash today podcast last week, right? So uh and he know he knows where I'm coming from with this, right? He's been a regular guest here on the podcast. He's a good friend of ours, James Clark, right? He's now involved with Leash as goalkeeping coach. And uh with this great idea last week, Billy, that we we're going to get James Clark and Simon Ray on, you know, two guys that are now in opposite corners and soldier together for Carlo. We're over ten years, like, right. In fairness to Clarkey, he asked the question, can I, can I do it or whatever? And, and you know, Justin McNulty said, I'd rather if he didn't do it. Which he's entitled to do right? That, that's fair enough. My issue with that is, and it's not with Clarkey, but you mentioned publicity, raising the profile of the game. Like, there was nothing I was going to say to James Clark that was going to get him in trouble. I wasn't going to ask about the deep, dark secrets of what Leash are and aren't going to do. It was more so at the angle of, well, look, there's Simon, there's yourself. Isn't this great? Now you're up against each other. So this isn't a mad who would have thought, it kind of stuff. Like, we're very late on this paper podcast. So I suppose the point I would make is the players put in an awful lot of effort. The management put in an awful lot of effort. Uh, but we're running around like gobshites then trying to promote the thing, right? And yeah. we're up and down the country in all these games too. And what we're looking for, I suppose, is a few minutes with these guys. And I've never, ever been refused an interview with any Carlo player or management team member in all the time I've been working in media, which is over a decade now at this stage, I just thought it was interesting during the week that that wasn't allowed to happen. And I suppose to develop the point a little bit, is it something that you would have an issue with as an county manager, and you've been there, where if someone goes and has, um, I don't know, is, is looking to have a chat with one of your players or yourself on the management team, what is the actual downside? Why would someone be maybe against that particular thing? And would you be someone that would be against it?
1: Yeah. Um yeah i suppose there are certain media duties and obligations you have to you have to uphold um when you're the manager so there are certain media days and things you have to do um but no like i mean players players get very little publicity so i wouldn't have any problem with a player doing a podcast or doing that like i mean it's not going to if it's a, if 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 doing an interview is going to affect this game at the weekend um you know, he'll probably know himself not to do it. I mean, they're adults, they're giving up their own time to to play for the county. I mean, why shouldn't they be allowed uh go on But certain managers are, are can be, you know, can be a little bit, um, you know, can be just a closed close shop. And, I, and to be fair to Justy, like he's true to his word. He, he is, he's that type of, like he's a very serious um, shrewd operator. So he, he's he's probably across the board, it's like that. But like Managers are different. Like not everybody can be Jim Gavin, you know. So, um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have an issue with it. I think that, as I said earlier, I think that the, the profile they get is is, is, is sorry, the minimal profile in a lot of Division Three and Four counties anyway. So if they were if they were doing something and it was it was good for their profile or like good for you know getting recognised in the community or in the schools or that you know I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. And he's not going out, and he's not defaming anyone, or he's not saying anything yeah. that could be could be lia- could be liable like 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 that it'd never be heard on this podcast.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, but look, come here. We we uphold the, the strictest of, of of litigation standards, Billy, as you know, right? But like that's the thing. I mean, you go back and listen to any of the ones that we do, like John Michael Nolan's one. and You compare that with say, right, two division one player, and what they're actually saying on the television by comparison. And it's just the same old rehearsed rhetoric just nothing it's not them being them right yeah. and these guys are human beings and as i said this podcast is about characters and all the lads that come on here are being themselves i mean it's normal chat that we might have maybe below on the irishmans or or murray's bar and ballamorphy or one of those places right that's just the way it is that's the way i treat the whole thing these guys are human at the end of the day and look there is journalists out there i suppose that might like to stick the knife in and and possibly i'm not going to say it, get a lad get a lad in trouble yeah. But they'll probe and probe and probe and maybe go that angle a little bit too much where it's not entirely needed. It is our job to ask these questions, of course. That's yeah. why we do the goddamn thing. But yeah. at the same time, like, I mean, we have to recognize there's a human there and we're just fair and honest about the whole thing. And we're trying to figure out who these guys are. And that's probably where I come at it from. Like, have we lost a sense of who these guys actually are, like, over the decades? Because you compare it to interviews in the 90s and noughties, even, yeah. in particular. And there's just no comparison. It's just rehearsed. And it's, um, it's BS, if I'm honest with you.
1: Yeah. No. I. I, I yeah. Look. I agree. There is probably there's there's a lack of there's a there, there is certainly a lack of of uh, of you know there, sorry there's too much we'd say generic interviews given from from county players like in, like I've been in dressing rooms all my life and there's unbelievable characters in in dressing rooms and like if you were to get the real side of them you know people would probably look on them differently uh, nowadays it could be probably I don't know maybe put up on the, on, on an opposition dressing room wall or something there but like. As long as you're not offending anyone, I mean, it's 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 fair game. Like, I mean, criticism. Uh, from doing interviews, you know, it's 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 important that there is you know critical analysis on games if people are going to games. Like, I mean, if you went down to watch uh, uh, Kilbride and Kildavin playing in, a, in 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 a match, there's lads at the match going to be given out about the the two Nolans being too dirty or you know <laughs> Barry Foley kicking kicking a fourteen yard free wide or something like that. But like you know that what like, what's an interview or what's giving an interview got to do with, you know, the game before or after the game? Nothing really, because it's when you cross the white line is when when, when you start being serious and you start, you know, taking you know, taking responsibility for what's going on, but um on the field in terms of your the, the process or what guidelines you're being you're you're following from a manager. But you know, I, I really think that we should be probably more transparent about uh giving interviews and, and you know a little bit more fun in it and there is like there's incredible characters around the place that we don't hear enough of uh from players but that's the way they are nowadays they're probably a little bit more um uh, guarded i suppose in terms of what they say and what they do and that but then you look at some of their tiktoks and that and they're liable to say anything you know so uh, (laughs) it's hard it's hard to know really you know but
0: it's quite, um, it's quite, it's quite a paradox, definitely, right? And even take the Paulie Clifford one from from last year, right? When he was up the steps when when the club won the All Ireland or whatever, he was just being honest. He was being himself. He was saying, "Look, I'd like to thank the officials, but look, in fairness, I shouldn't have been sent off." And there was a bit of criticism about that. I didn't find anything wrong with it. I was like, "Well, there's a man being himself, you know, yeah, tear up the script, be individual, like you know." Yeah, it's it's
1: like it's like saying that about a referee. Like a referee will make mistakes, like a, like a player will make mistakes, but. You know, you're not allowed to say anything about 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 uh, about the referees' mistakes after the game, which is probably fair enough, I suppose. But if a player makes a mistake, you know, on, on the guys on the line, people, the spectators are going to say, "Jesus, what did he do that for? Why didn't he take option B for that?" But like, you know, it has to be, it has to be done as well. Um, but, but yeah, getting back to your initial question, there probably should be more interviews, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and just don't be afraid of us, lads. We're not the worst, like you know what I mean. There's no hassle that way. <laughs> You know, but anyway, look, lads, lads who are who they are, and let let them wander. There's not there's not no particular problem that way. Bill, uh, we've after covering a lot of ground there now. I, I I must say, like you're not going to be idle yourself for the rest of the year. You mentioned the chairman duties and cutting the lawns and this that and the other. You probably have another few strings to the bow there as well, no doubt. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying, to, trying, to we... play,
1: trying to play a bit still as well for my sins, but uh, th- those days are coming to an end now, thankfully. So, but uh, yeah, yeah kept going anyway.
0: The average age is definitely a little bit older than most clubs, I'd say, Bill.
1: Yeah, it was certainly was last year. It's not. It probably won't be any more. So because we've a, we've a lot of young lads there now that are that are are coming through. To be fair, and they're, we probably went through a lull there where we were fairly successful at senior grade, and you take your eye off the ball. But again, once you're you're picking from a, a very 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 small pool of players, that's divided in three in our parish. you you're. you're um, you are probably climbing a very steep hill all of the time. But no, look, thankfully we've weathered that storm and, um, you know, we still have the two Kingstons in that plan. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it bodes well for the future now. But,
0: but yeah, no, it's all, all go. That's it. That's it. Like when you're high energy, that's the way it has to be, I suppose. And knowing when to stock can be a problem. But look, on, the, on that particular note, we'll wrap it up, Bill. Thanks a million for your time. Great to have you on. And we'll we see Lambers in Lambert there some days, not out. Yeah, no
1: matter. Cheers, Kevin. Thank you
0: and thanks again to Billy O'Loughlin for joining us this week and a shout out to our partners PFD Travel, Detail Menswear Murray's Bar, Balamorfi, Dunn Motors Ray Wheel Unlimited and Earth Spaz and again if you want to get in touch with us regarding the partnership it is affordable and does help us keep the show on the road you'll get us there Podcast at gmail.com where you can also send any match reports in we're happy to put them up online uh, that's our olive branch being extended and if you want to meet us halfway absolutely we'll put them up online and you can also send us a DM of course on our socials at The Left Wing Back on Facebook Twitter and on Instagram best luck to all our teams this weekend we're back again next week with another great show and don't forget take a look at leftwingback.com for match reports articles etc etc until then take care